Welcome to Catching Up With The Commands podcast. My name is Dan C., joined by my beautiful wife, Sam C. Hi, guys. This is a podcast where we give our fresh perspective on all topics of life. We hope you enjoy the show. And this week, we have episode number four. Can you believe we're on episode four no. already? <laughs> and we are going to talk about our work-life balance. And with this episode, we do have a sponsor, and our sponsor today is Luxurious Bastard Beard Co. If you're familiar with my YouTube channel, Dancy Bearded, then you definitely have heard of them. Luxurious Bastard is a beard care company that has so much more than just beard products. While they offer some of the best beard oils, butter, and wash around, they also have candles, face oil, leather goods, and even their own luxurious coffee. Now, I don't drink coffee, as most of you know, <laughs> but Sam says it's phenomenal. Head over to their website, luxuriousbastardco.com, and use the discount code COMMANDBASTARD, all caps, to save 10% off your order always. Check our Instagram page at Catching Up With The Commands for all your Luxurious Bastard social media info and for our discount code. Okay, work-life balance. Mm. We're going to start with, like, the history of our careers. Yeah, and I think that's important. Yeah, definitely. So I have my degree in accounting, and I can't remember all of your degrees, so <laughs> can you name them for us? Yeah, so I have a, a bachelor's in education. Essentially, it's social studies and then the ability to teach for middle school and high school. Then I have a master's degree in teacher leadership, aka administration, to be a principal. And then I have a second master's degree in curriculum development. You're so fancy. I know. Second yes. master's degree. Woo. You're a YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> and a podcaster, right? I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> check, check all the boxes. Okay, so obviously you used to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. I used to, I don't even know. I want to call, I don't ever want to say like an accountant because I never was like an actual accountant. I want to say like maybe glorified bookkeeper. Okay. I feel like that's a good way. Yeah. So I was that. You were a teacher. We had kids, and I became a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. Then you started the YouTube channel. I started my Etsy shop and started doing, like, more behind-the-scenes stuff for the channel. You continued growing all of your jobs. I feel like there was one point where you were, like, you had, like, 17 different, like, <laughs> jobs. Yeah. I remember we were, like, going through them and stuff. Yep. It was wild. Yeah. And then how many years ago did you quit? I am a year and a half okay. out of teaching. Okay, so then you left teaching. And now we're going to share with you guys our current, full current list of all of our jobs. Yes. You can go ahead and go first. And this, there's probably a bunch that have like smaller ones underneath this and things we're forgetting. But yeah. this is kind of the gist of what I do. And then Sam will share what she does. So what I do, the base of it is YouTube videos that require research, planning, filming, editing, and uploading. I also live stream on average four to five times a week, sometimes more. I do a lot of consultations with companies. I had one at 9 a.m. this morning. I also create ad work for companies. You might see like my ads on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. I also work with companies on their marketing and social media, and I even run social media accounts for different companies. I optimize websites and help with their search engine optimization. I've designed and completely redone entire websites and other ones that I, I am constantly improving and working on. I do product review videos. I run a pretty decently large private Facebook group that has reoccurring sponsors and daily posts and giveaways. I do a podcast. And on this side of things, I do all the editing and uploading of the podcast, as well as learning all this audio stuff. 
and I also formulate new and existing products for companies, including uh, a product that I developed, or a couple now, that I developed myself that are in every Rite Aid in the country and more stores to come. I travel for barber expos and teach barbers and Probably a whole bunch more, but that's kind of what we came. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and and but that is really an ongoing, regular basis. Most of these daily type jobs for me. Yeah. Anything else? (laughs) Nah, not that I can think of. No. Okay, and for me, I I feel like I need to say first, I'm a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. That's like my biggest job. Yeah, taking care of the crazies in the house. Now, when I'm speaking to people, should I throw stay in dad, stay at home dad? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting to think yeah, about, you know, because right. like I do a ton of taking care right. of Violet. I <laughs> did dishes. I mean, there's a ton that I do that wouldn't be that would fall under like a stay at home dad, too. So maybe That's I could toss that That's in. That's true. Go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I run our merch shop, my Etsy shop, Beauty and the Beard MI on Etsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I want to say I produce our podcast. I feel like that's yeah. the appropriate title. Absolutely. I do the graphics for the whole, like, umbrella of the Dan Bearded companies, which we have a few. And then I also create content with Dan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Sam joins on the review videos and, and so several other things that she Live comes in streams. and on. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so there are different stages, I feel like, of the work-life balance depending on the stage of life that you're in. So we're kind of giving going to give you guys like a rundown of our different stages and how we felt about them if they were balanced or not balanced. So first, like pre-kids, there's not like a ton to say about that because it was easy as could be. Yeah. Just lived together, worried about ourselves, worried about Luna and Lumen, our cats. I genuinely <laughs> barely remember that. I think of like single friends of mine or friends that don't have kids. And I'm like, I don't even know that life. Right. Like that's what is so that? crazy to me. And I, yeah, it's just a wild thought to it not is. have kids. It truly is. I feel, I feel like I kind of miss it, but I don't remember it. Right. <laughs> and, and that's probably, that's probably a podcast topic for the future as well. And just the concept of how much joy they bring us, you know, yeah. thinking of Maddox and soccer and all this stuff. But yeah, yeah. that's another time. That's another time. <laughs> Don't get on one of your tangents. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so pre-kids, and then we had Maddox. I really struggled at this point with the work-life balance because I was still working at that time. I had severe postpartum depression, but I didn't know it. I knew nothing about it. Dan knew nothing about it. My doctors, you know, didn't ask about it or anything, so I had no idea why I was struggling so bad. Uh, When I was going to work, I didn't want to be away from them. You got the summers off. And I remember like crying at work every day because mm-hmm. you were at home with Maddox. I was gone from like 7 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. And I just like felt like I was missing all of Maddox's milestones. Yeah. It was not fun. So then I had the opportunity to become a stay-at-home mom, quit my job, gave up health insurance, gave up our second income, And sometimes I wonder, like, if we knew about my postpartum depression and I got medicated for it, like, 
would it have been different? Would I have stayed at my job longer? Yeah, because like you said, we had the opportunity for you to stay home. Yeah. Not, I don't even know if like opportunity is the right word (laughs) because we were not in a good financial spot. not at all. At all. Like we, I distinctly remember checking our bank account at one point and it was literally less than $300 to our entire name. Yeah. And that's savings, checkings. We didn't have stock. We didn't have anything. And it was like, whoa. And so it was kind of, like, like the start of all this, and this is a really important point when you talk about work-life balance, mm-hmm. we were betting on our mental health. We were betting yes. on our family first and foremost, even at the face of like, whoa, this could be different. This could be a challenging task. Right. And so we, we valued it that much all the way back to this is now eight years ago. Gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. So I, I think we definitely struggled financially and you were gone coaching a lot. Yeah. You picked up several different, different coaching jobs and you were doing like swim lessons all too. day, every day yeah. in the summer. Yeah. And mm. I like, personally, I felt so bad, like causing that on top of my postpartum depression on top of like you being gone all the time working. So I felt like it was like really heavy on the work in the work-life balance scale. Yeah. And I never felt bad. I never felt like it was burdensome, but like you said, it went from having summers off where I started coaching swimming and water polo during the summer. And anytime I had the availability, I was doing private lessons. I mean, some days it was six hours of private lessons and Mm -hmm. then we were doing all this and stuff. And so it was like, it wasn't even an option. We had to pay the mortgage. We had to pay insurance. We had to pay all these different things. And it was like, well, this is what we have to do to make right. it happen. And so I, I totally get that feeling of feeling bad and lonely, but it was just kind of like, okay, this is yeah. what has to happen. Boom. Also, I feel like I need to say like, this was a decision that we made together. I yeah. feel like people are going to be like, well, how spoiled is Sam? Cause oh. she's stayed home from her. Do- like I was in a really, really really bad mental place at that point gosh I could like totally cry about it for sure but yeah it was just like we chose my mental health over everything else yeah and it was yeah it was not anything I don't even think she brought it up I don't even really remember it going down I just remember she'd cry on the way to work she'd cry on the way on the way home and and I totally understood it because we'll get into it in the future but Sam has had a decorated childhood I guess would be the best way to put it I like that and in her decorated childhood the only thing Sam wanted to be her whole life was a good mother and wanted to raise kids and and raise uh, and especially raise a daughter and this was just a no-brainer I was like okay this is what is going to make her happier. This is what's going to make it better for our family because we looked at everything. And I mean, I was a teacher. I could see when we had stay at home moms and dads at the house and students and how it affected it. So yeah, this was not something where it was like, Oh, she's forcing Dan into all this work (laughs) and stuff. Like don't come at me. Yeah. And I think a lot of you are getting to know me. I'm like, all right, let's go. Like put it on my back. Let's do this thing. So it was not in any way. There was never, I think sometimes couples will get like a divide between, between them because of Mm -hmm. stuff like this. If anything, it made us closer and oh was, for sure was never ever a, a point of like arguments or anything like that definitely and, and yeah oh. go ahead <laughs> and so after that we moved to our current house mm-hmm. because we we had like the opportunity your parents lived here they wanted to sell we were gonna end up paying less mm-hmm. and obviously being in that struggling financial situation we kind of jumped on it yep. to have less of a payment in a bigger house and living in a subdivision for our kids instead of living on this busy road. Exactly. 
we had Jax. This is all at the same time. We moved, we had Jax, and you started the YouTube channel. And like all at the same time. When we moved within three months or so, mm-hmm. we redid almost the entire house yeah. ourselves <laughs> at night. Literally redid yep. the kitchen, redid the bathrooms, painted everything. Like we we look back on that now and we're like, how? Yeah. How did I we do really that? I really have no idea. It, it was the house thing was crazy. And so, yeah, this was all happening at once. And the, the channel was created in that summer that mm-hmm. Jax was born yep. and that we moved. Yep. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, like, where you found the time to do all this because you started the channel, you were still teaching, you were coaching, you were doing all your private lessons and mm-hmm. stuff, but I never felt like it was too much. No, Like, me I either. felt like there was, like, a good balance. If we're talking about, like, the work-life balance scale, like, mm-hmm. I felt like we were very balanced at that time. Yeah, yep, it was definitely a lot. Uh, especially once I went back. So the fall, you yeah. start water polo, you start teaching, and I have the channel. Yeah. So I would leave at whatever time it was in the morning, 6.30, 7 o'clock. I'd get home, and then I would have practice, or I'd have games, mm-hmm. and all of our games would be far away. It was yeah, it, w- it was tough, but I, I don't ever remember a point of us being like, ah, this is too much, what are we doing? That never really occurred. Yeah, yeah. like that fall water polo season, mm-hmm. I remember like having to put Jax down as a newborn. Yep. And Maddox as a crazy toddler. I remember that season, but otherwise it was like really easy. And Mm -hmm. I felt like even though you were working, like you were still a very attentive father and husband at that point. For sure. It was always on my mind. Always a priority. Yeah, definitely. And then we get to the best part. (laughs) You left teaching. Yep. Became a full-time content creator. Yep. And at this point it was, it's difficult because I was at home. Yep. And then you were coming into like our daily life schedule where you had to figure out like your timing and your boundaries and stuff like that. Yeah. We wanted to make sure that you had enough time for work. And so I, we had Violet by then. I would take Violet while you would be working from home and you sort of had to figure out like your filming, editing, meeting, research, whatever else you you were doing down here at that time, but also still making time for me, for three kids, for house chores, for family stuff and anything else that came along. Yeah, absolutely. And and it it definitely was kind of a figuring out period for me because one of the goals with leaving was, hey, all this time I spent teaching and coaching, I need to use that to enhance the channel and make Mm -hmm. it bigger because if it was just straight up the channel at the time of leaving teaching, it probably was not sustainable at that path for the whole future. Yeah. And so we had to say, hey, let's bet on ourselves. Let's invest this time. It's not like, oh, you're leaving teaching. You just get these extra free time hours <laughs> during the day. Right. And so I did have to work on, like, how do I get my path? And, and we just figured it out as we went. Yeah, yeah. And I think I really, I kind of struggled, like, at first, we had set our boundaries, but then as Violet grew into, like, her toddler stage, yeah. her terror stage, as we call it, that she's still in mm-hmm. three years later, <laughs> I would, like, leave her home with you more when I would do drop-off and pick-up, and then I ended up having, like, a lot of appointments. It was, like, a year where I had, it was just, like, a lot of, like, doctor appointments and random things like that. Or, like, you know, beauty appointments, because I'm not going to pretend like I don't get my lashes done and yeah, stuff like that. That's most of the appointments. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Linda. <laughs> so, I think after that, we, like, had a big talk. 
and it was like a talk about work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Like you needed your uninterrupted work time and I needed peaceful time without Violet. Yeah. So we compromised. I would leave Violet at home for drop off and pick up because she was like atrocious in the car. Yep. She would scream and cry like yeah. the entire time unless you got her out of her car seat and then she'd press all the buttons in the right. car. But then you would get your work time from when the boys went to school to when they got home from school. Right. And I think that was that like made everybody happy. That was just a good, good balance mm-hmm. for us. And then you usually wouldn't work once the boys would get home from school because you'd want to spend time with them maybe like once in a while yep. if some something extreme came up or something like that. And then because you're the night owl you are, you would work after everybody went to sleep too. Yep, absolutely. And you still do that to this day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's I I try to balance that out. When the boys get home, it's like, okay. And for one, I want to spend time with them, spend yeah. time with the family. But for two, when they get home, it's like a tornado goes off. Oh my gosh, and yeah. Like Vi can even be great. And then the boys get home and they're bringing all that energy from school and they're excited and they're happy. We try not to to punish that or yeah, discourage definitely. that. You know, we want we want to have them happy and excited, but it is like a tornado goes off. And with practices and stuff, it's like, I can't just be like, hey, leave this all to you and vice versa. And yeah. so we we would try to do this, but there there definitely would be times and we would just communicate, which we'll talk yep. about. Uh, but yeah, absolutely had to figure out kind of that schedule for us. Yeah. And and with that too, yeah, I, I simply would then figure out, okay, get the kids to bed. Also hang out with Sam. But when she's asleep, everybody's asleep. I usually don't need as much sleep. And then I would start to, to work there. Yep. And obviously, this has grown and changed over the last few years. Uh, COVID has thrown a wrench into our schedule, too. <laughs> and as we're going back and you're kind of talking about that, I'm like, yeah, that da- like, wow, okay, yeah, that stuff was true. And then I'm thinking about more over just even the last, like, six months or so. And it's like, wow, it's evolved and changed so much. Mm-hmm. Like, you talked about pickup. Um, now we've kind of settled into most days I take the boys in the morning yeah. and then in the afternoon it's kind of flexed just depending yeah. on what's going on lately. Yeah, right. it, yeah. Lately it's been more me picking them up because you have a lot that you yeah. have to do Yeah. and her work here requires her making shirts, requires a computer. I can plan ahead and save things that are dedicated to my phone, whether it's making thumbnails or responding to comments or communicating with companies I can do that from my phone while I'm in the pickup line. Mm -hmm. So I'm not missing out on work time. I just shift and make sure I prioritize where it's at. Right. So a lot of this definitely has grown and changed. And it's just been, it's been through communication. And I do have to say that our current situation is unique, right? We talked about our previous jobs. And I do want to make sure I put that out there for this lens because I think some people will hear what we're about to say and what we have said and be like, oh, that's easy for you to say. Must be nice to stay (laughs) home. Like, listen, nothing was given to us. I talked about those degrees. I pay every single penny of those degrees. I did not get any financial help from my parents, from families, from really anything. And with the YouTube channel, it was just started by us. There was no funding behind it. There was no coaching. There was nothing like every single step of the way was us leaving a traditional life and then forming this new one. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure everyone understands that, that we do see both sides of this coin. We do also understand how amazing this new life is, but we, we do have a, a, I would say a fresh perspective. (laughs) And with this new current situation that is so unique is we work for ourselves. 
We work from home together. We're both here all day, every day. And it means we get to make our own schedule or choose not to have a schedule, which is really important. And one of the things when we're going to talk about balance is that ability allows for so much balance because it's different by the day. There's some days where more work on the balance is good and is needed and is excited. For example, yesterday, we had a recent hat release for some new Dancy Bearded hats from the Beauty and the Beard MI, and we got a lot of orders. Sam was busy and was like, I am swamped, and literally said, in a good way. And so yesterday was kind of a heavy work day. Mm -hmm. Well, there was a day earlier in the week where maybe the mental health was a little bit low for whatever reason, and it was like, can we please go out to this lunch? I need this for for my soul. (laughs) And it's like, absolutely. So we changed the plans. We didn't know that in the morning. We didn't know that the day before. It was in the moment we had that ability to adjust and make our own schedule, which is so nice. We're able to flex it. We're able to move it around, but we still do have to get our work done. Right. I have a set schedule of videos and live Mm -hmm. streams. I have to get those ready. I have to get those out no matter what. If Sam gets orders, she has to do those orders. Mm -hmm. If we have a podcast, which we do, we have to get that ready. (laughs) So it's not like we are avoiding timelines or deadlines or anything like that. We still have to get the dang job done. But it's just on our schedule, on our terms. If I don't want to do it right now at 12 p.m., I can save it for 10 p.m. tonight. That's fine. That's great. I just simply need to get it done. And With this, it sounds great, sounds amazing, but there are some challenges that this can bring up. Definitely. I think that my biggest struggle is, like, finding time for everything else. Right. Like, when I get in my work modes, I don't want to stop. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, Vi comes in and I'm like, not now, I'm working. Right. And we've (laughs) we've talked about that a lot. It's in for both of us. Oftentimes we will, everything else gets magnified because we zone in yeah. and we're like, let's get this done. And then advise being a little bit bad. It just like pierces your soul it and it just, oh man. And we've, we've snapped, we've had bad moments. We've apologized to our kids for mm-hmm. that. Um, nothing ever that's been bad or crossing the line, but just like a little snap, like Violet, not now. And then she cries or feels bad and then you feel bad. And it's just this like vicious cycle. So that really is a challenge where a lot of people don't see it because they're at their desk at work. Yeah. And they don't have to think about their toddler throwing the temper <laughs> tantrum while they're dialing in and zoning into some work. Oh. And and hopefully people might be able to relate to this because of more people staying home from COVID. Yeah, right. More people during that quarantine time yeah. can say, oh, I do remember being different in the office, but also when we're working from home remotely, yeah, that is a challenge. I, yeah. I do understand that. And then we also have to make sure, like, we're spending time with the kids Mm -hmm. and being able to get our household chores done. And then also, I feel like this this one might, like, come off weird, but we travel a lot. Yeah. We do different things. We travel with the kids, but also we do things by ourselves to spend time with each other. We go places that are, like, meet-up yeah. friendly for business trips for business. Yeah. And so we do have to balance all that out together. Yeah, for sure. And for me, like I said, I have a set amount of work I have to do every week. If I get extra time, there's more things I can. But if we have a trip next week, 
I have to double up the week before. Yeah. I don't have the option of being like, ah, I'll come back and make it up. Like YouTube doesn't work that way if you have a schedule. <laughs> and so travel definitely can be a challenge in that situation to do double up. And thinking of you, we have to plan the shop and like yep. run a deal before we go and then turn the shop off while we go. Right. And so there, there are some different challenges. And if you guys have some thoughts or feedback on the differences between work life, uh, work life balance when you are remote as compared to being in a physical workplace, please check out our Instagram. There will be an after show post and we would love to hear those thoughts yes, definitely. because I think it's going to be unique and people are going to say, yeah, I do know both sides and there are different challenges. I would love, 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 love to hear you guys' perspectives on that. And with that travel too, with being here and having kid time in the evening and dinners and chores, we are both always on the clock. Now, I, I want to make sure this comes off right. Would you say that I'm more on the clock than you? Oh, yeah. Okay. And, yeah, you, I mean, you get like a bazillion and one messages a day. Okay, okay. And I just <laughs> want to make sure I wasn't like delivering that poorly. <laughs> Sam will get her Etsy messages and respond timely. I am just always kind of constantly working. Now, I don't want people thinking that I'm this like distant dad that's sitting there ignoring on their phone. I really do consciously think about that that balance, that work-life balance, but I do take pride in being available. I do take pride in understanding with my career, there are timely moments that if I miss the timing, I greatly miss opportunities, mm -hmm. at least at this phase in our career in life. And Sam has to answer messages in a timely manner for Etsy. It's literally like graded. <laughs> like they, yeah, like <laughs> you get like a negative yeah. feedback if they're not on if they're not answered within like 24 hours or yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. And then everything coming into me, I think if people spent like a day in my my shoes, I don't usually wear shoes during the day, but if they yeah. spent a, a day in my shoes figuratively, they would be shocked at the amount of messages, comments and emails and things, Facebook comments, all these things that are coming in constantly. And I take pride and I respond to every message and every comment that I ever get. Yeah. And I try to be prompt as well. And I mean, I, I really make a connection with people too. So I've had people that like timely, like for example, I had a friend uh, that I met through the beard world and I've met many times now. He called me once and he was like, hey man, I am outside of Walmart. I haven't had a drink in five years, but I'm really looking at getting some liquor and had to talk to him and like, hey man, like listen and, and explained everything. He walked away, all was good, but I take pride in being available and being, being ready for those things. So I am really always on the clock. Now, with this, I am on my phone a decent amount, probably more than, than other people, but I try to do this during downtime. I try to do this when it's, we're going to soccer practice, me and Max will talk the whole way. And then when we're at soccer practice, I'll be answering comments, answering questions, and then I try to put it away when it's something to watch for. Yeah, and I think like, like you're on your phone and sometimes like I have to remind myself like that you're working and mm -hmm. it's not like that you're ignoring us or ignoring any situation with the kids and stuff. But lately I feel like, and I said it on our last episode about relationship communication that mm -hmm. I've just gotten so much better at communicating with you. Like if I need something, right. so even if you, if you are on your phone and I know that you're working and stuff, then I'll just be like, Hey, like I need you here. Yep. I need you like in the moment 
Or even if you, like, explain. I think we had this conversation before. Like, if you're working on mm-hmm. your phone, just say that. Right. And so I'm not like, oh, are you just scrolling Instagram? Not that I ever say that. Right, anything, right. And, yeah, just to understand that perspective. And one of the feedbacks uh, that I really enjoyed that kept coming up after our last episode about relationship communication was the idea that we as men are not mind readers. And oftentimes men and women are very different. And there's a lot of, I see a lot of issues with couples where, and it can be vice versa, but where let's say the woman expects something. The man should know this. The man should do this. The man should read my mind and know these things. And oftentimes they don't, and it's not malicious. It's not purposely ignoring. It's just the concept of, I didn't know you wanted that. And everything is better when you just share and you just communicate what you want and need especially in a work-life balance. That is so funny that you say that because I just, just recently, you like didn't do something and like in my head, I was like, why? Like that doesn't even make sense. And then I like went back and I, and to like a, a previous conversation that we had had and yeah. you were like, that didn't even cross my mind. Like yeah. that wasn't even... Like, I'm sorry that I didn't do that, but I didn't even think about it. And so, like, now when you forget to do things, I'm like, he didn't do it on purpose. That's just how men are wired. (laughs) Yeah, and and I think that's humans. There's a big viral TikTok clip of a guy who's interviewing this kid. He's got longer hair, a little bit, like, air quotes, nerdy in a mall. And someone walks between the camera and the interview. And he's like, oh, the interviewer's like, dude, that's rude. What the heck? And the person that's being interviewed is like, hey, don't attribute malice to something that could be ignorance or something that could be just not paying attention. Like everyone wants to think somebody's purposely forgetting something. Somebody's purposely not doing this when they're just living their own life. They're just in their own world and it may just not register. And so by coming out and saying like, Hey, do you think you could help me out over here? Is so much better than walking around snarling and stomping or even like having like a snappy comment. And and Sam does not do this, but I do know (laughs) people do where it'll be like, could you get off your phone? Are you going to be on your phone a little bit longer and stuff? Just be like, hey, could I have a little bit of help here with the yeah, kids? Yeah. You're saying the same thing. You're trying to get the same result, but it's just so much better just to be blunt and just yeah, be clear. Yeah, just say it. Yeah, just say, hey, I need a little bit of help over here. And, and so I, you just understand that. That's like literally how we balance work and life. Yes. It's like I have it on my notes here in all caps with an exclamation point, communicate. Yep. Like it's that's all you need to do. Yeah in a relationship, literally just, you always have to keep in contact about your schedule and what you need to get done that day. Between us, we're always talking about, about our business, about all these different things that we have to do. Like I know exactly the stuff that you're working on Mm -hmm. and you know what I'm working on and we're always talking about it. Yep. I think that's the best thing and that's the easiest thing and how you make all of this work together. For sure. And the communicating is on time. Like, hey, I need to film for the next hour. Can you make sure they're quiet? Or it's like, hey, I feel like I need your help here. Or I feel like this. You just have to tell the other person, even if it seems silly, even if it seems like it's small, as long as you're on the same page, you're going to be better to go into that battle together. Right. Like sometimes we'll all be upstairs and we'll be done working for the day, but you'll be like, I have to run down to the Mm -hmm. studio real quick to do something. Just the fact that you let me know that makes it so much easier. So I'm not looking around like, where did he go? Like, I need you. Yep. It's so simple. So simple. And I think that by communicating like that, for example, 
I know that the last quarter of the year mm-hmm. is the absolute busiest time for us. Bananas. It is. And it's so starting right now, by the way. It's so crazy. And so I know, like, I say to myself, what can I do to be helpful? How can I help with the business, but also help with, you know, controlling the kids and controlling mm-hmm. Violet so that you can film or you can work or you always have, like, tons of meetings during this time or need to research and things like that. So knowing when there's a busy time and when there's a downtime by communicating, I think is key. For sure. And I think that communication and planning allows you to have those things. Allows us, for example, we will go camping for a week. That is easily my biggest downtime where I still have things I have to do and I want to do, but I'm not on my phone all day. I'm not typing on a computer. We're able to communicate to make sure that that is possible. And with Sam's help, especially like the week before camping or during that quarter, the last quarter, it is massively beneficial because we get stuff done knowing that if that help happens now, there's going to be more family time for later. And it just allows us to be really balanced, and, and it's through that communication. Mm-hmm. And if either of us are burned out, we try to take a day to do something fun. And this could literally be, hey, do you want to go to Target and then go to get Mexican food? Yeah. And it's just like a little, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it's just like a, a little boost that we need. Or if we feel like Vi's been down because we haven't given her enough attention the last couple of days, we're like, hey, can we go take her to this little kid place? Yeah. Or she loves her Gigi. Shout out to Gigi <laughs> if she's listening. She's watching uh, Violet right now as we film this and record the record. podcast. Yeah, not film, <laughs> I record. I do it too. <laughs> And she loves her Gigi. So that's some special time. And, and we do the same things for us. And, and it is important. And Sam will take time, too, where she's like, hey, do you mind if I go to Target around nap time today? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then she'll tell me I just need this. And, and it's like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to say no for any reason, but absolutely. And like we said, our situation is very unique. I know people listen to this and like, oh, that must be nice. You get to go to Target during the <laughs> middle of the day. And, and we do understand this, but we do have that background of normal jobs. And I do see the benefit of this different type of lifestyle and betting on ourselves. It came at the cost of risk. Right. Like we've, we've been there. Yeah. We, we have had those jobs. My advice, I think, to... Those people who are working, air quotes, your average nine to five job. Traditional, yeah. Traditional jobs where you're not at your house, I guess. Yeah. Don't, my first piece of advice, don't bring work home with you. I feel like that's my biggest thing. Because when you were teaching, I remember in the beginning, you would answer emails at like all hours. Well, I I had an administrator that told me a sun up, sundown rule. That you answer, if an email comes in by the time the sun comes up, you answer it by the time the sun comes down. Ew. After the sun goes down, then you can go and, and, and turn that email off. And, I mean, we're talking, what, right now, sun goes down at 8 o'clock? Yeah. You know, That's somewhere around crazy. there. And it was sun up, sun down, even though my contract hours were until 3.07 p.m. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, when you would get emails I remember this one time, it was like 9 p.m., and you had to deal with, like, this bullshit parent mm-hmm. who was, like, saying, you know, how can I, it was the day before the marking period ended, and he's like, how can my kid raise his grade? Yeah. And you're like, dude, it's 9 p.m., mm-hmm. nothing, you cannot do anything, and they're always so, like, 
like everybody is, always so much more snarky in an email so than it bad. is in person. So bad. And <laughs> and it would. It, I would just be fired up and be like, how dumb can yeah. you be? And I would even write drafts of, like, emails, like, in my notes that I wanted to write back and be like, listen, buddy, fuck you. <laughs> and then I would, like, save the draft, and then in the morning I would, like, feel better about it. But I would read those up until, yeah, like, 8, 9 o'clock right. at night because that's what I was told I was supposed to do. And I could see it, like, being stressful for you. Yeah. And that's not fun. So it's stressful. You're taking time away from your family. Mm -hmm. And then it always, it makes you seem like you're always available. Yeah. So if someone does it once, they're like, oh, well, I can email Mr. Command at 9 p.m. and he's going to answer me. Right. So they're going to do it again and again. For us, it's like you just have to use common sense at the appropriate time. Right. To communicate with your partner and your family and explain to them, like, if you need to to do something while you're at home, like, just use the use common sense on yeah, that, that time. For you know sure. what I mean? And with that, and speaking of us, and, and I, I know we want to talk more about this here, and this isn't even on the script or planned at all. We just talked about the whole thing about me always being on the clock. Mm -hmm. And then now we're saying, don't be on the clock. What, where's the, is the difference there that it's, the concept of your building for yourself as compared to building for someone else? I think, like, I literally had that in my notes. I really? literally wrote down hypocrite and yeah. underlined Interesting. it. I think it's just because cause we're not going somewhere and yeah. working, like, that traditional mm -hmm. schedule. It's True. more of, like, a little bit here, pause to okay. play with Violet, a little bit there. Yeah. I, yeah, I... I 100% thought about that. It's just displaced time. Yes, when yes. you're at work from 9 to 5, you don't have any displacement. Yeah. You put in that time and just in that chunk. So that makes exactly. sense. Okay, yeah. good, 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 good. And then I think, like, something that people need to do is if it's too much, then you have to say something to your boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're overwhelmed by it and you're getting too much, you know, put on you after hours – then like stick up for yourself. You have to. Yeah. And I started doing that at the end of my career yeah. and big time. And there's people are like listening right now and they're like, Oh, good luck. You haven't met my <laughs> boss. Think about it. And, and we understand there's absolutely, absolutely some consequences that can come with that. But I think as long as you are doing the right thing, as long as you are living within your contract, there's not much that they can actually do about it. Right. And I think if you come at it as like, mm -hmm. Just be a nice person. Don't be combative. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Don't be a dick. Yep. And then if you're being nice and then they're being a dick to you back, then I don't know, find a new fucking job, yeah, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And then I also think it really just kind of depends what your career goal is. For sure. Because like maybe you're working, maybe you have to work like that to get paid. Like you're trying to save up for a car. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to spend a full year doing as much overtime as I can because I need to buy this new car. Yep. Or maybe you have a shit boss that needs you 24-7 and that's just kind of like part of your job. Maybe that's in your contract. Right, You know right, what I mean? Right, Yep, or, shout out to my friend Cody. Oh. Yeah. Or maybe, like, you want to climb the corporate ladder to get to the top so then you can take your break. Right, right. And, and we understand this is a very, very – vast spectrum yeah. when we're talking about a work-life basis and and balance it's really dependent on your job in life we're just trying to share some perspective here that maybe you can pull a little bit from Definitely. and use in in your situation yeah I never had like 
that kind of job. So I just like can't. I've never felt that like that yeah. need to like climb that ladder or anything. Right. I was like very complacent in my little like tiny desk, yeah. just like inputting numbers all yeah. the time. Yeah, because then you have jobs that are like overtime and right, all this right. stuff. Yeah, yeah I never l- had that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you're literally just trying to support your family as best as you can. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different, so many different career goals out there. And maybe that's not even a goal. You're just, you're just trying to get by. Surviving. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And we've been there. So one of my biggest tips is, and I love this, don't give your job more power than your family. Number one, you're probably not getting paid enough for that. Yeah. Your family should be number one. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what, no matter the amount of money, your family's number one. It's not worth it to miss, I feel like, those core memories with your family. Yeah. So go to the soccer game instead of taking the overtime. Take a day off. Take your wife on a date. You're not going, when you die, or before you die, I guess I should say, you're not going to say, man, I wish I had more money over, man, I wish I spent more time with my kids when they're young. Yeah. Like, money is not everything. Absolutely. And that's, I feel like, my biggest advice to anybody. Stop and, worrying about the money. And we've heard those lessons from people that have lived full, long lives. Yeah. And that has been reoccurring. At the end, the things that you worried about the most usually don't matter. Yeah. And you should be prioritizing how fast it goes raising your kids. Yeah. You should be prioritizing that mental health, that that aspect, money's going to come and go. That's something I've had to learn and really get a grasp on and not like hang on every penny because we were, again, we came from a spot where it wasn't good financially. Mm-hmm. So I know what it's like to hang on to every penny. But I've also now weathered the storm, had ups, had downs, and understand like you'll be okay. Yep. And don't put too much weight on that stuff. Put the weight on your family. Exactly. Yeah, it really makes a a huge, huge, huge difference. And so, yeah, money just isn't everything. And so for me, I do have some similar advice here. This is a big one that kind of came from my teaching world. Do not do more than what they pay you for. That is so important. There are jobs like nurses, like firefighters, like police officers, like teachers, like so many others where they prey on the fact that you are doing this because you like it. You're doing this because you're a good person. Mm-hmm. I will never, ever forget in teaching when they added a new dimension to our evaluation, which we had to get graded on and then explain in a meeting on how much we were doing outside of our contractual obligations. Come what? again? <laughs> like, it's you, outside of my contract you're, you're grading me on that – time of my life that is none of your business and they're like yeah yeah no no like did you go and do the cashier at the basketball game or do you sponsor a club after school and it's like wait i thought i'm evaluated as a teacher not this right. other stuff like, Fuck no. and they put that pressure on you i know that happens in so many other areas this is your contract but we expect you to do this we expect you to do that do not do more than what you are paid for. And and again, I know people will say things like, well, how am I supposed to grow? How am I supposed to climb the ladder? It depends on your goals. But I firmly believe it's a if it's a company that you really want to grow with and climb the ladder with, they should be respecting what you're doing and paying you adequately for that. Right. And if you had like a boss that was just a good person, not a shitty person yep. looking out for you know, the money, yep. then they're going to see that and they're going to understand. A hundred percent. It's hard to get good employees these days. Yeah. Very, very hard. And so if they have them, they will do what is right to keep them. 
I believe that's going to be the breaking point for the teaching crisis is they need to get out of that mindset of you're lucky to have a job here. You're lucky to get a teaching job. That's just not the case anymore. Anybody can get a teaching job. (laughs) You're not lucky to have a teaching job. And they need to realize that they are lucky to have teachers. Exactly. And I think that's very important. And then what I would say here, and this is a big one. This is one that some people will say is lofty, but let it sink in. Let it marinate a little bit. Come back to it in about a week and see how you feel about it. If you have the chance, chase a career that is based on passion and incentives. I'll explain. I am on the clock at all times. I am doing stuff morning, day, and night, and I love every bit of it. You've never heard it. Like when Sam was talking about that parent email that would get me mad back in teaching, that stuff brought stress. That stuff brought problems. When we're working here and we're doing stuff, it is rewarding. It is fulfilling. We see it directly impacting our family. Mm -hmm. When I was teaching, if I did more work, I didn't get anything more out of it other than pride of of helping people. Right, because you sure as shit didn't get a raise. Right, I didn't get (laughs) raise. I didn't get any incentives. If you can have that incentive-based life, I believe that benefits people that are go-getters, that are passionate, and that really want to make something for their family. And the benefit of that is so unbelievably rewarding. I know what I'm doing is going to help my family. And I think when you have that work-life balance and that communication with Mm -hmm. your spouse, that can also help them. When you're able to explain like, hey, babe, I need to go do this work right now. It's going to greatly help us out. I had an opportunity that was brought up yesterday. I explained it to Sam. I'm like, hey, this opportunity is coming up. And she was like, for how? Whoa, hey, okay, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And so you just communicate those things. But I want to say one more time. If you have the chance, find and chase a career that's based on passion and incentives. Now, one of the things that comes with that could possibly be the idea that It is not at the beginning the most lucrative. There might be a step backwards. There might be three step backwards, right? We, when you left your job, we took huge steps backwards. Mm -hmm. When I left teaching at first, we took steps backwards Mm -hmm. and that can be required. And now that we're coming through it and seeing how valuable it is, it's really tough to have rewards without the risk in betting on yourself. Yeah, I think what you really need to do if you're looking at that is just kind of sit down, you know, with your partner, with your family and talk about like what what is the most important to you? Yeah. To you and your family. Like, do you want to have a shit ton of money so you guys can do stuff later in life? Or do you want to spend more time now with your kids when they're younger and then, you know, figure it out as we go? And that's kind of what we what we wanted we to do. We yeah. wanted to spend more time with our kids when they were young. Yep. And, and I'm not trying to say here that we're living this like struggling life and anything. We have a great life. Yeah. We, we are doing absolutely phenomenal. Uh, not to where we want to be. Not, I mean, I want to have to never think about money and we're never going to be extravagant and crazy, but yeah. I want to just do whatever we want. We're not there yet. But we said, hey, our kids are only going to be this age once. Let's do our absolute best now with the idea that we can invest even more once the kids leave and we will have more opportunities to travel the world. We'll have more opportunities to spend time doing this or that. Let's prioritize the family right now, even if it's not making the most possible amount of money. Right. And, and that was through a conversation that we decided and, and communicated. Right. Because as young kids, they need us more yeah. now that they're they're literally shaping who they're going to be. Truly. So why wouldn't you want to be there to be that person to shape them? Truly. Instead of, you know, like some random daycare person. And I know like a lot of people 
have to send their right. kids to daycare and things like that. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but wouldn't you rather it be yourself? Yeah, if you have that choice. Right. And, and everybody's different, too. There's some people that just mentally can't be around their kids <laughs> a, a whole lot of time. And I've heard that from many great people. I mean, great, great people. And 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 I guess a way to put that would be kind of similar with you and Violet, yeah. right? You can't be around Violet no. all the time. I have no problem with that. She doesn't, like, <laughs> isn't nails on the chalkboard to me like she is with you. And so I do understand that some people are like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I need to go to work. <laughs> I, I need to get away. I understand that. Hopefully that aspect helps you balance when you are home. Right, And so exactly. we're talking about that work-life Not balance. Not bringing that work home with you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I was I did like a little bit of research on this topic just to see like what was out there. Yeah. And I didn't dig into the controversy, but I guess there is like this big controversy with work life balance. Interesting. And I think what it is is that people just don't like that phrase. Okay. So they like add new like a new phrase oh. in to like try to change it a little bit. Yeah. But it all comes back to the same thing. But right, right. In my research, I did read this quote from Jeff Bezos, and I know people are like, you love him or you hate him. Right. We love him. Yeah. Um, he worked hard to get where he is, and he deserves to, in my opinion, he deserves the money that he has. The reward, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He took the risk. Yep. Right, exactly. So I really like this quote from him, and I'm going to read it. It goes, my view is, I don't even like the phrase work-life balance. I think it's misleading. I like the phrase work-life harmony because I know that if I'm energized at work, happy at work, feeling like I'm adding value, part of a team, whatever energizes you, that makes me better at home. Mm. <laughs> yep. That, Accurate. That will that will do it. It, it really <laughs> will. And, and to kind of end on that note, just the concept of the better you balance that work side is going to benefit everything on your family and life side. Yes. Truly will. So you guys, we want to say thank you for listening. Never in a million years would have thought we people would want to hear us talk about how we balance working and going out to Mexican food, <laughs> but I'm here for it. I love talking about these things. I love working with my wife on this. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys for supporting this and uh, making this possible, right? Yeah. We would still probably be doing this, but it's a little bit cooler when people listen. <laughs> so <laughs> that is always appreciated. Again, you guys, please consider checking out our Instagram page. It is catching up with the commands. We do have an after show discussion. We want to hear your experiences, your thoughts, the good, the bad, and, and share what you have learned along the way. Like we said, every situation is unique and and we want to hear how you balance your work-life balance. Or is it a work in progress? Is it something you struggle with? This is an open-ended conversation. Mm -hmm. I, for one, cannot wait to read those comments. And I know that we will see you guys on the show next week. Ta-ta.